0: Hello.
1: And welcome to Choose a Coven.
0: I'm Andrew. And I'm Alyssa. And today we're talking about the summer solstice. Yay!
1: <laughs> That's like my job. I always have to say yay after the topic.
0: <laughs> I don't and, know why. Whenever I'm starting, I'm like, how enthusiastic should I go? <laughs> like should I go like really like ham enthusiastic or just like a little bit of enthusiastic? Mm. I usually go, like, middle, except for the plant episode. And then I was like, oh, plants. Yeah. So how are you doing? Well, <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I will say, and I've said this a couple of times, I have had worse weeks <laughs> slash days, and I have had better weeks slash days, and I think that that's a pretty good place to be. Um. Yeah. I am dealing with a little bit of what they call in the medical community allergic rhinitis, (laughs)
2: um,
1: which, (laughs) listen, I just watched the episode of The West Wing a couple days ago with, (laughs) you know, Debbie. She's got the allergies, and then Mm -hmm. they're worried about the the toxins, and, yeah. So, (laughs) but, yeah, no, I'm dealing with a little bit of allergies. So if I'm sniffly and or sneezy, I am fine. I just, you know, went outside for three minutes, which means that I was assailed by pollen. Um, (laughs) but everything is on the whole fine. Um, just like if I'm sniffling, it's because my immune system hates the outside world. Fair. Yeah. (laughs) What about Um, you? How are you?
0: I'm doing okay. Um, I'm, Well, yes, I'm okay. I'm doing well, net. Like, as a whole, I'm Uh doing great. But um, the past few days, I have not been feeling great. Um, I don't know, societally. (laughs) Um, It was announced on the 12th that the Trump administration was rolling back protections um, for trans people in healthcare. And as a trans person without a doctor right now, who is disabled... (laughs) That's terrifying. Yep.
1: Yep.
0: Um, so I that's been really hard to be sitting with um, and has put a damper on my ability to cope with life. <laughs> um, yeah. I've I've just moved somewhere new. And so I've moved somewhere new. I don't have a doctor. I'm not. Yeah. Like, I, I don't have my life together. And it's very hard to get your life together in the middle of COVID. Mm-hmm. In a new location, <laughs> yeah. So feeling a little bit frazzled, but generally good. Um, I'm writing a lot, That's and that good. is good.
1: I am not. I, I wish I were, but I am not.
0: Yeah, it's good. I'm having a good time. I started at the beginning of this piece that I'm working on at the beginning of May, and I have twenty-seven thousand words, mm-hmm. which for me is like ridiculous. And I think in general, it's pretty cool. So yeah. I'm excited. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I have not been writing, but I have been reading more. Um, and by That's reading, awesome. I mean listening to audiobooks. books. Um, that counts. Yes, it does count. Um, and it's also the only way that I can get books out of my library right now. Because um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> the library is not open, which is a good thing. I support the library not being open right now. Um <laughs> But yeah, so it's just ebooks and audiobooks, which I'm not great at ebooks.
2: <laughs> yeah, ebooks and I do not
1: get along. Um, but so I, I've been listening to audiobooks. Right now I'm listening to, and I'm going to double check the author because my memory sucks. But um, I have been listening to Slay by Brittany Morris, um, which is about a black girl who is a senior in high school and has created an. Online. I've heard about this. Yes, it's um it has created a like virtual reality game for black people and it's so good. I'm two chapters in and it's so good. Um I really like it. I really really strongly recommend it. Um I'm taking active steps and this is something that I've like slowly been working towards especially through my grad school classes of reading more um books about people of color and especially books that are about black indigenous and people of color um but that's not about the struggle in you know what i mean that are about like kind of like living joyfully and kind of like of course there are issues of race and class and gender that come up just because it's about you know someone's experience or based on someone's experience or kind of speaking truth to an experience but that is not the plot, a lot of it is more based in, like, joy and, like, existence and stuff like that, which, um, Nick Stone, which, uh, hopefully I will write, I will be able to link this, I think I have it bookmarked, Nick Stone wrote an article in Cosmo, um, kind of about this, of, like, yes, read, you know, black stories, but don't just read about black suffering, read about black joy as well, um, and so I've been trying to do that more, and Slay has been on my list for a while, um, and I was perusing, I was going through my list and searching what was actually available for, like, immediate checkout and not just to put on hold because I have, like, I've maxed out my holds um, <laughs> um, at my library. Um, so I have a bunch of stuff that's on hold that a bunch of people have requested, which is great. Um, but Slay was available immediately, and so that is the one, that is the book that I decided to check out um, right now. Um, I also have um a couple more either that I own that are in the queue I just like haven't been able to focus on like actually reading a book right now um Mm -hmm. or that you know I have on hold that I'm excited about but um Slay is good so far and I highly recommend it and it's come highly recommended to me so I'm kind of just like putting that out into the universe of like (laughs) it's good and I recommend reading it if you can um
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I highly recommend the book I just started, called Felix Ever After.
1: <gasps> That's next on my list.
0: <laughs> you have to—it's so good. I just started it. Felix Ever After, After, Ever After is by Casey Calendar. I have been intentionally trying to read more books authored by trans people, yes. um, in general, yes. and then specifically trying to read more books about and by Black trans authors. Mm-hmm. And Felix Ever After is written by um, a Black person, and I follow them on Twitter, and they're great. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Felix is a really incredible trans um, character. And, oh, it's such a good, it's such a good book. I highly <laughs> recommend it. Yeah. Um, it's really gratifying to read books about trans people. Mm, like, I, I haven't. As much, because they just don't... They're not readily available. And as I'm entering out of academia, which is so white, cis, het, dead, (laughs) I'm trying to expand out of that and read more books by and about trans people. And oh, it's so good. Yeah. Highly recommend.
1: That one I want to buy, because the cover is gorgeous, among other things. And I like pretty books.
0: The cover is gorgeous. I'm
1: probably going to buy Slay, too. I end up... (laughs) I have this problem where I end up listening to a lot of books and then I I buy I I buy buy physical
0: copies. Oh, I feel that. <laughs> it's a totally different experience. Like yeah. sometimes I'll listen to a book and then like I really want to see what this looks like in front of me.
1: Mhm. And then like also there's like I, I might never reread it, but there is something satisfying about like owning it and like having it and I I you know, mm-hmm. books are decor to me. Um, And then also the ability to be able to, like, if you're hanging out with your friends, right? Mm -hmm,
0: And give it to them. Be
1: like, oh, I have that at home. And be able to, like, the next time you see that person, shove it in their face and say, read this. It's so good. Um, Mm
0: -hmm. I've been doing (laughs) that a lot to Chandler's cousins.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So um, I do that with some of my students a lot. But then I'm, like, I, like, literally I'm, like, raise your right hand, place your left hand on the book, and repeat after me. I insert your name here, solemnly swear to treat this book as if it were my child and to return <laughs> it to Miss Rodriguez in the same condition <laughs> that I have received it because I love sharing books, but twelve year olds
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: um, my copies of march um the March graphic novels are just destroyed, um which I'm fine with honestly because. they're destroyed because, like, I have not seen them. They just pass from kid to kid to kid to kid.
0: Which is awesome.
1: Which is awesome. Um, Because I used, um, when we were doing A Raisin in the Sun, I did, like, a pre-reading lesson about civil disobedience, and I used a couple of pages from the movie theater sit-ins, I think. From some one of the sit-ins, I think it was the movie theater sit-ins, um
2: mm-hmm.
1: as a like part of that activity for them to respond to, um, mm-hmm. and they were like, "This is really interesting. what's this from?" And I was like, "It's from March. There are two copies of each volume right there <laughs> um and 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 the kids they they really liked them, so which is I mean March is just great. The art's great. It's so good. The art's beautiful. The story is fantastic. I mean, it's it's the graphic memoir of Sen- Senator or Representative. I don't remember.
0: Rep- representative.
1: A representative John Lewis, um, who was very active in the civil rights movement as I'm blanking as a leader of the SNCC.
0: SNCC. Yeah,
1: that's sure. in, <laughs> um, in, in the 60s. In the 60s.
0: Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee.
1: Thank you. Um, it's been approximately a year since I personally read March, uh, and my memory sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I tend to get my acronyms confuddled. Um, so that, um, yes, but... Um, it's, it's really great. It's three volumes. I highly recommend getting all three and reading them and reading them with your children. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> okay. this has been book talk with Alyssa and Andrew, because this is what happens when you put two nerds together and say, make a podcast.
0: <laughs> Think Back. Uh, well, I'm very um,
1: intrigued to see how much of that actually makes it into the episode.
0: Yeah, probably not that much. <laughs> um, well, speaking of being nerdy, I have, um, a lot of context. Yes. For this episode.
1: Awesome. I love context. I just never have the energy to compile it myself.
0: <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> In all of our organizing out oh, Warren Wilson... I was the person that, like, compiled all the content. <laughs> I think, I think context is so important. It is. Um, so, today's episode, as I mentioned before, is about the summer solstice. And so, we, I wanted, we both wanted to kind of establish what is the summer solstice. Um, so, before we start talking about this, I do want to say that Alyssa and I live in the northern hemisphere.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, we will be talking about things in a northern hemispherical context.
1: For Um, more about the experience of witchcraft in the southern hemisphere, listen to our episode about Australian witchcraft with my wonderful friend Elise.
0: (laughs) Snap, 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 snap. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Self-promo. So what is the summer solstice? So scientifically speaking, it's the longest day and shortest night of the year when for the northern hemisphere the North Pole is at its maximum tilt towards the sun. Um, I almost wrote down the exact degree tilt, but then I was like, that's too far. <laughs> that's too much. Um, Do you
1: know it offhand? I don't. Okay.
0: Um, it, from year to year, wavers between exact days, um, because days and months are constructs. Mm-hmm. But this year, the scientific solstice is on June 20th at 5.54 p.m. Or 5.44 p.m. So that is when we are the most tilted towards the sun that the earth will be the whole year. Um, So you have the longest day. Um, So historically across cultures, there's a recognition and celebration of this phenomena. Um, You see this super far back um, and like pre-Christianity, pre-written record, but you see traces of things in like structures um, that were used to kind of categorize time. And it's super interesting and like chart planets and recognize the solstice. Um, and it's still celebrated across the globe um, with a lot of variety and celebration, um, a kind of across religious and cultural traditions. Um, thinking about witchcraft specifically, a lot of which is referred to the solstice as Litha, which is a word that comes from um, Wicca, which was given in the neo-pagan revivalist movement um, when Wicca was created. That was the name taken from other traditions that exist um, and put on this, put on a specific day on the solstice, um, which was taken, I believe, from a German practice um, or a Germanic practice. Mm-hmm. And most witches won't change, won't use the scientific day, but will instead use the 21st um, kind of flat as the solstice. But that kind of changes from person to person. Um, mm-hmm. I tend to just use the 21st. Um,
1: but the 21st then, is Father's Day this year. so It is
0: Father's Day this year. It's a little so inconvenient. Do whatever day you need. Yeah. <laughs> Um um
1: I'm sorry, oh. just kind of a a relevant take as well and this is something that um friends of mine and I have talked about more specifically around like lunar phenomena but it's I think very similar of like the uh my friend I believe it was my friend Jenna but I might be making that up. Um uh but a couple of people have kind of talked about how like the 24 hours before and after are the like most like, when you can, like, really get into it, like, the best. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, honestly, do with that what you will. But that's kind of, like, the window of time in which a lot of folks will celebrate is sometime between, like, you know, sometime in the evening on the 19th into sometime um, on the 21st. Um, but anything in there, kind of, what, whatever works best for you.
0: Yeah, so... When there's a specific day, it's not just the day.
1: Yeah.
0: It's all the energy related to the day. hmm Yeah. Um, so the summer solstice specifically is often seen as, like, a farewell to the light, which, since the winter solstice has been increasing, days have been getting longer, um, and that will end on the solstice. And the acknowledgement that the darkness will be returning... Nights will be getting longer and days will be getting shorter. Um, it is a celebration of the harvest, which is most pagan slash wishcraft holidays um, have a really strong connection to the earth and what bounty is being produced at that time, um, which happens to be a lot in the summer. Um, and then there are often bonfires, often a lot of food and community, whatever that looks like for you. So that's kind of some context. And that's really just skimming the surface. There's a lot of things to be read about different summer solstice traditions um, across cultures, and I highly recommend going down a Wikipedia spiral about it that I did this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's super interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's definitely something that I will say that I have not delved into as much is like, Either solstice or the equinoxes or any of the cross quarter days that are often celebrated in like paganism and witchcraft. Because I yeah. suck.
0: Hang oh, on. No, this is just. No, no.
1: <laughs> nope. No, I'm joking. I was saying that and I was going to say more, but then I felt a sneeze.
0: <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, I. Because I, what I was going to say is because I suck, but like, not really. I just. There are so many things.
0: <laughs> there are so many things. And like. I think I, which I think I mentioned in the last episode, I, I, I sure have mentioned before, I don't, don't like reading a lot of, like, witch texts. Mm-hmm. That's in big air quotes, by the way. Yeah. Like, I don't really like reading a lot because, I'll, one, a lot of it's connected to Wicca, which I am not Wiccan, and I yes. don't need to read about Wiccan holidays. Mm-hmm. But I do find it very interesting seeing the patterns of rituals, um across cultures and historically Mm -hmm. so then when you're reading about those you can say what are those people like looking at and seeing in their connection to the world and then kind of doing that for myself instead of like appropriating culture or appropriating celebration creating it yeah um I haven't thinking about that
1: I like books (laughs) yeah but yeah so what does the solstice mean to you, Andrew?
0: Um, well, I've always really loved the summer. Um, I've always felt a really big connection to the summer. Um, I am a summer baby, mm-hmm. as are you. Yes. Um, we're both August humans.
1: We are not in terms of years, but we are four days apart in terms of like...
0: <laughs> days of the month.
1: Days of the month. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and and I've always felt a big connection to the summer. I love the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated school <laughs> growing <laughs> up, and so <laughs> summer meant that I didn't have to be in school. Um, but kind of beyond that, I the sun's out. There's more time to be outside. There's more time, I don't know, more, like, daylight, and that's life-giving for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically the solstice um the 21st is my top surgery anniversary
2: mm-hmm.
0: um which I mentioned in the last episode I think
2: yeah
0: um yeah so it's really emotional it's an emotional thing for me um in 2017 I had top surgery on the 21st and into Like, immediately before the surgery and after, I had, like, herbs in a necklace that were tied to the solstice
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um, to protect me, like, in a necklace. And then I wore that during my whole recovery. Um, And I... I don't know. It's definitely something that feels very powerful and, like, is about growth and... Top surgery was a really hard experience for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I am disabled. I have a very slow healing process, and I definitely did not take the time that I needed to heal. Um, I was—I started a new job six days after top surgery, um, which you shouldn't do. Yeah, I in just general,
1: gave a look of concern not judgment not judgment
0: oh i deserve like... judgment it was a such <laughs> a stupid idea like yeah i just so... gave a look
1: of like concern and loving judgment to which no i have to distinguish because there is a different look that i give to people who i give zero <laughs> fucks about judgment. unloving judgment yes so i just gave a look of concern and loving judgment back in time to 2017 <laughs> andrew
0: yeah, so 2017 Andrew made a lot of bad choices but anyway one of them being not giving myself enough time to heal and I think that now that means that every solstice I think about that and like have to take a moment to be like what am I doing in my life to not let myself heal right now mm. um, and do I need to give myself more time What what am I healing because we're always healing something so what what do I need to be healing right now? Am I giving myself enough time? Am I taking care of myself um, in an authentic and, and loving way? And I think oftentimes, no, <laughs> I'm not. I, I don't take good enough care of myself a lot of times. And so I think that the solstice has become so much about healing for me in particular because of that experience. And mm-hmm. also is cool, because I, I, this is my three-year doctor's anniversary, and that's pretty Yay. pretty fucking wild. Yeah. So that's cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's, that's what I got.
2: Um,
1: I'm going to be honest. So Andrew created the, like, we don't go from a script, but we go from, like, a planning document. Um, and I kind of use it as a journal. um where i uh usually like a couple of days ahead of time we'll just kind of like blur blur about some thoughts and um when i saw and we usually go from like a couple of questions um so when i saw the questions that andrew had posed for this episode i went (laughs) okay i was like what um not 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 so much because I didn't, like, understand the questions. Like, they're, they're pretty straightforward questions. But, like, I just didn't know how to articulate them because solstices and equinoxes and cross-quarter holidays are, for me, more something that I, like, recognize. I'm like, oh, it's the solstice um, than something that I, like, really have in my practice. Um,
2: mm-hmm. So
1: it took a little bit more thought And, you know, staring mesmerized at the blinking typey cursor dude. uh, For me to, like, really be able to articulate what the solstice does mean to me. And then I kind of went back to my understanding growing up of the summer solstice. Which was that it was the beginning of summer. um, Which, in pagan tradition, Beltane, which is in early May, is more considered the beginning of summer. um, Because that's a whole thing for another time but um but for me we always kind of like would recognize the solstice as the start of summer and um especially because it was tied pretty closely to the end of the school year um growing mm-hmm. up um and even now where I teach um schools typically close um this like the, the last week of the school year is typically the week after the solstice um it's like you know like the third or fourth week of eight of June um which huh oh, <laughs> it gets so hot and the schools aren't air conditioned but well my school now is but it also doesn't matter because we're at home um <laughs> in any case um so for me that time of year was always and I mean remains a time of like transition and there's a lot of like excitement about the end of the school year and then also like looking back on everything that happened during the year um so it's kind of a time of like transition and excitement and like reflection and um yeah (laughs) so it's it's a very interesting time of the year because it can be very stressful but also very exciting um and there's a lot of like making plans for the break um because in in uh, new york where i um have lived all my life um July and August, uh, the schools are closed. Um, And then we go back uh, the week after Labor Day in September. Um, I know some schools, especially in the South, will end in May and begin in August. Um, So, yeah. Um, But so it's always a time of excitement. Um, Both my and Eddie's birthdays are in the summer. Eddie's is in July. Mine's in August. We are 19 days apart, I think. Mm. Um, Yeah, (laughs) both Leos. So many Leos in my life. Um, yeah,
0: that's a, that's that's a lot. So many
1: Leos. Oh, I'll tell you later how many Leos are in my life. How many friends of mine are Leos? It's a lot. Um.
0: A lot of my friends are Leos, (laughs) also.
1: Yeah. Um, and then it's also really the time of year that I get to focus on myself, um, Especially the last two, uh, especially this year, because the last two years have been very chaotic. And like, even I haven't had the last two summers to myself. Um, Last summer, I was doing this lovely thing called my (laughs) EdTPA, which I guarantee you, any teachers who listen to this just like had like a chill go up their spine. (laughs) Um, Because the EdTPA is the worst thing that teachers have to do. It is a. 30 page document um that you have to complete which is accompanied by three lesson plans and approximately 10 to 20 minutes worth of video of you teaching (laughs) and then it's the 30 pages is um you know you writing about like your process and stuff and it's basically trying to prove that you know like the theory and stuff and that you understand, like, the core principles of being a teacher, which is fine, except that it's a $300 test, and if uh. you fail it, you have to pay another $300. Uh. Um And they're very particular about the way they want it written, and the questions are usually ridiculous, and, you know, I'm pretty sure it's Pearson, and if it's not Pearson, it's the other company. Like, <laughs> it's... Yeah, it's gross. Um, so I was doing that last summer, along with two grad school classes. And the way that they structured it was, um, the month of July. So like we had like a week off, and then we had a week that was just EdTPA. So it was one week where we were going through everything, and we were in this, we were in the the EdTPA lab at Lehman College, which is a small windowless room in the basement of the like humanities and education building on campus um (laughs) and we were in there from I want to say it was 11 to 4 every day but I might be wrong but it was about that kind of like time frame um or like length of time and just working on the NTPA and then for the following two weeks we had two classes so it was like two hours of class in the Morning, an hour for lunch, an hour of edTPA time, which was optional, and then um, another two-hour class in the afternoon, and that was every day for two weeks. Um, And I didn't actually do the edTPA time every day during that two-week period just because my brain was turning to mush. Um, But then there was, again, the last week of the program was – another week of ed boot camp where they would have um teachers from previous cohorts come in to like help and give like feedback on like hey this is someone who passed the ed last summer they're here to help you right so i was doing that and it was hell but i was also i was also the third person to finish in my cohort <laughs> um and that's a whole other thing but so i was doing that last summer and then, just like the month of August, I kind of turned off um, for the most part, except we went on vacation and then my birthday. and then it was kind of like just not doing anything. And the summer before that was what's called pre-service training. And because of the way that I did my teaching program, it was basically like teacher boot camp, um, where like you just there were these sessions and it was like really intensive and it was also classes. And then I did six weeks of student teaching, um, summer school. And so I really didn't have a summer, um, cause that was June and July. And then in August we were off, but there were a couple of workshops that we had to do. So it, yeah, it was a little wonky. So the last two summers I've been busy as heck. And so this is the first summer where I kind of get to breathe, um, And I'm very excited about that, but I'm also kind of terrified because there's not much to do. (laughs) Um, And I I don't really want to just kind of be sitting around all day, especially because Eddie is um, working um, and he is back in his store. Um, But, you know, it's going to be time for myself. And so I've been kind of creating like some personal, well, not creating, I've been trying to think about some personal projects that I have had ideas about during the school year that I just haven't had time for, things I want to read, and, you know, things like that to kind of, like, reset and have some, like, personal time where I can just do the things that make me happy, but then also there is some, like, teacher stuff that I got to take care of because I'm basically going to be looking back on the last year and fixing all of my units. Mm-hmm. because I need to do that <laughs> but yeah so I, I'm i not sure what if anything to make sense out of all of that because I kind of went off book and rambled a bit and uh you know y'all know I'm a little bit of a nutty person but um you know it's really a time of like I guess to sum it up like personal growth and restoration because you're kind of, like, reflecting... I mean, to bring in the, like, harvest metaphor, but on a personal level, because I am not living on a farm, unlike (laughs) someone. Um, (laughs) Like, you know, it's kind of like looking back on all that you have sown through the past year or so, because my my life and my brain work on the academic calendar as opposed to the regular calendar. Um, (laughs) Because, again, time is relative. Um, But like, you kind of, like, reflecting back on the past year and, like, looking at, like, you know, kind of how to move forward from there. And the summer is, like, a really good time to do that. Um, And also growing up, it was the time to sit by the pool and read lots of books, Um, which it's still kind of like that because I still go up to my parents and sit by the pool. (laughs) Um, Not so much recently, just because... Work is still kicking my butt, but once once work's over
2: mm-hmm. for the year yeah good
0: <laughs> so acknowledging that solstice is a little more complicated <laughs> for you yeah how do you plan to celebrate
2: <sighs> oh,
1: that's a great question um <laughs> so Really, for any kind of witchy celebration or phenomenon, it's really hard for me to plan, and this happens to me every month with the full and the new moon, because I always say I want to do something, I want to do something, um, but then, you know, so I'll create plans, even if it's just as simple as, like, I'm going to lay out my, you know, witch stuff on my crystals and candles and everything that I use in my tarot decks um, on the window sill to kind of, like, soak up the moonlight and, like, charge, um, and then, you know, it's really tricky because then chronic illness and depression make my energy levels very unpredictable, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so, like, I kind of have a hard time making plans, Because I'm kind of still at a point in my, like, self-love and body acceptance journey where I still tend to get upset with myself when I'm not able to follow through on those plans because of anything chronic illness, chronic pain, or depression related. Like, if it's just that I, like, just don't have the spoons to do it, I get really frustrated with myself. Um, I think... I've talked to you about this a bit and I've talked to a couple of other Spoonie and disabled friends about it. And they're kind of like, well, taking the time to heal yourself is relevant. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of time. Um, but for me, it just, it doesn't feel like it's quote unquote enough. And that is a personal thing. And that is something that I am working on, but that has to do with the next question. Um, (laughs) but, um, there are a couple of things that I would like to do. Um, spoons willing, um, the big thing is uh, Yoga with Adrian is holding a live class um, on Saturday for the solstice um, that I'm hoping to be able to participate in. Um, even if it means that I end up in child's pose through about a third of it, that is fine. Because um, her classes can be a little bit more intense than my body can handle presently, but that is okay. I am learning. Well, not learning. I've done yoga before. I am growing. Um, <laughs> I am readjusting. Um, but that is a whole other thing, um, which again, different question. <laughs> <laughs> so that I am hoping to be able to do possibly a tarot reading just cause it's nice for me to like be like, all right, so kind of like using the cards to help me with that kind of like reflection back on, you know, what, everything going on in the world and in, in my life. Um, but again, um. Oh, and I do actually have a class planned that I'm going to be attending um, that is run by um, – that is going to be taught by Lisa Marie Basile and uh, Andy Tellerico, who are the hosts of the Astro Lushes podcast. Um, and they are both writers, um, specifically poets, and they're hosting – they're holding a, a workshop that I'm going to be attending that I'm very excited about. Um, so I'll probably be doing that, but then it's also kind of tricky because – That weekend is also, or this coming weekend is also Father's Day. So um, I will probably be trying to find a way to do all of this whilst at my parents' house. Um, So. (laughs) Good luck. Yeah, it it might just end up being me just, I mean, and this is, it might just end up just me being, being me sitting by the pool and, kind of like appreciating the sun, <laughs> um, which, is valid. Which, which is valid. I was about to say that, thank mm. you. So mm. um, it really all depends on a couple of different things, but um, yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are you planning to do? Because I know that you tend to have better plans than I.
0: <laughs> that, I, I tend to make more ambitious plans. But like Melissa, (laughs) I also have disability. (laughs) I'm also disabled and have energy waffling situations. And it's hard. I don't know. It's hard in life. I'm living um, in community with a lot of people who have a lot of plans and have a lot of ideas and, and so often like. It, it's situationally, it ha- it's, it's it's hard to make, be the one to make points because I'm also not a very assertive human
2: being.
0: Mm. Um, and so it might be a big thing, I might do a big thing, but I also might just have more time for thinking and time for kind of prayer and appreciation. Um, I've been really into sigils and warding recently. Mm. Mm -hmm. So I might be trying to do more work with that, um, and, like, do an intense day of it, um, kind of with the power of the solstice. Um, I want to bake something. I think that would be fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so it's so funny because Alyssa, as you have said, um, actually writes on the document, on the planning document consistently, (laughs) like notes and I do sometimes yeah and I do for like the contexty things but sometimes I just like wing it because that works for me yeah. um but I hadn't opened the document until this afternoon or or later this morning and Ch- Chandler and I have started doing a yoga practice like decided a couple days ago we were going to do a yoga practice and this morning we're like trying to find something and like found yoga with adrian 30 day yoga thing and then i like opened the planning document and that's the yoga that elissa does <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes and i will Fine. i will disclaim that i do not do yoga with adrian all of the time um mm-hmm. i think i think she's great i think her practices are great um but i do have this app <laughs> that I use it's the yoga studio app it is um it is not free yoga with adrian is free on youtube um Mm -hmm. but this app the thing I really like about it is you can look through every single pose in that class and you can kind of say or like I can kind of say yeah that's not going to work for my knees today I got to do something different um and I think that that's something that for me I'm still kind of like learning to adjust to is like Because sometimes going off of, like, I'll read the title of a class for yoga with Adrian and I'll start it, and I'll be like, I cannot fucking do this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I I was trying to do one that was called Arms, Abs, and Attitude the other day, and I was like, yeah, this will be good. And I got, like, five minutes in, and I was just like, yeah, no, this is not something that I can handle today, because it was kind of intense. Um, And just kind of for where I'm at, both in terms of, like, returning to yoga after doing it fairly consistently in my teenage years um, and also a little bit in college um, and, like, trying really hard not to compete with where I've previously been able to be. You know, um, my body is very different than it was when I was 17, both in terms of, like, its physical limits um, and then also, like, just, like, the shape of it. Mm-hmm. I was doing yoga several times a week and swimming, f- like, two to four hours a day when I was in high school. And I am not doing that now. Um, so, um, so I'm I'm still kind of, like, readjusting to that. And I've done, um, I've given myself a day off each week, normally just because of, one, one day it was because I was just like, I can't, um, Last Friday, I was just, like, exhausted, and I couldn't really do anything. And then yesterday, because I wasn't feeling well, and I slept through most of the day, <laughs> um, because I had to take allergy medicine, and it knocked me out. Um, but um, that is okay, you know, to take to take a day off. But um, I don't use Yoga with Adrienne as much as other people. I find her restorative yoga videos very helpful for me, because I'm not very good at slowing down I get very intense I'm like if I'm not sore the next day I'm not doing it right and then everyone around me is like Alyssa shut up that's not how that works (laughs) um but that's just kind of like my internal personal competition with myself and um I am unlearning that but um so yeah um it it can be hard for me I don't even I'm sorry this is what happens when I go off of what I when I veer away from what I've written, people, is I just ramble and I don't make any sense, and that's why I religiously write down a bunch of my thoughts. Like, the the minute that the planning document is made, I write everything down that I want to say. um, <laughs> Because I am a better writer than I am a talker, because writing forces me to slow down and, like, process what I'm thinking. Um, whereas that's not really possible when you're talking... In the way that it is for me when I'm writing. Because, like, if I were to do that talking, I would never be able to have a conversation. Because it would be ridiculous. Um, but, yeah. Um,
0: but, yeah. John. I started great. doing Yoga with Adrian.
1: <laughs> yeah, yoga's great. Which which 30-day are you doing? Because she's got a couple.
0: Oh, I have no idea. the 30-day one? That 30-day one. The 30 day one.
2: Okay. It's good, it's there's... cool
0: that she, uh, like, listen, I didn't even, like, we didn't open her YouTube channel. I just looked up beginner 30-minute yoga, and that was one of the things that popped up, and she seemed fine, so we started it. And I, well, she, Chandler has done yoga in the past,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, like, did it pretty regularly. I, I have tried periodically in my life, and I hated it.
2: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: <laughs> um... I so when I was younger had much harder time doing things like yoga because I had much worse blood pressure
2: mm-hmm. I had very
0: low blood pressure and anytime I did anything like yoga I just passed out
1: Uh-huh
0: um and now I have a lot less issue with that I still get very dizzy but I um know kind of my limits uh-huh. better than I used to um which is has come with having pots for eight years
2: yeah
0: um I just kind of know now when to stop and when to like be gentler on myself mm-hmm. um, but I'm giving it a try mm-hmm.
2: because also we're,
0: we're doing this as like a, a a way to incentivize like getting up early to get a start to our day
2: mmm
1: See, see, I'm funny. I just kind of do it whenever I like, I tell myself I'm going to do something every day with yoga, but, um, I'm very like lenient with it where it's just kind of like, I'm at the point where I'm in week two of doing it almost every day. And I like, I'm at the point where it's like, my body gets like, my body tells me when it's time. Um, Mm um, and sometimes, and you know, sometimes it's like, all right, let's, let's do this. Like for me, it was like second thing in the morning. Like I ate played The Sims, gave myself time to digest, and then was like, all right, let's do this. Other days, it's not until, like, it's almost bedtime and my brain is like, all right, it's time to do yoga and, like, just, like slow down for the day. Um, <laughs> so it, it really does depend for me. Um,
0: so what are three intentions um, that you're going to set to bring into the next six, six months? I am going to set the intention of bringing ritual um, more strongly into my practices, whether that's the ritual of getting up at the same time every day um, of doing yoga every day of you know writing every day just like bringing more ritual and more routine um, into my life and it's hard because schedules change all the time but mm-hmm. having those things are constant anyway I want to be more intentional about bringing community into the next six months of my life. Um, it's hard in COVID but as I mentioned before I just moved somewhere new so being really intentional and engaging in the community and making community for myself here beyond just the farm and then I also really want to set the intention of forgiveness um whether that's forgiving myself forgiving the people around me and not necessarily for things tangible but just bringing graciousness and forgiveness into everything that I do um Mm -hmm. Instead of getting defensive, instead of get, getting angry, just entering my life in graciousness and forgiveness. Um, because I know that often when people hurt, it is because they are hurt. Like mm-hmm. like when they are hurting someone, it's because they are hurting. And so forgiving that. And I don't mean that in the way of being a pushover.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because I am already that. <laughs> But what I mean is set the intention of forgiving so then I can forgive that and then move forward and Mm -hmm. say, I forgive you for being an asshole. Please do not be an asshole in the future. (laughs) Like having that forgiveness already there so that we can move forward
2: Mm -hmm.
0: instead of doing what I do, which is, um, being hurt and upset and then holding it into my chest forever. (laughs) Um, but, like having that moving that motion of forgiveness, yeah, what about you?
1: Mine kind of go very hand in hand in hand, um, and y'all yeah, we'll will see that in a minute, so the three intentions that I chose to set were justice, growth, and wellness, which don't necessarily sound very um <laughs> connected up front, but like justice, I think is pretty obvious. Um, At this point in time in this moment in time and I've kind of been examining my role and what I can do because I don't have a lot of you know extra money that I can donate Um, And you know I donate what I can to causes that are important to me Um, I Have a very hard time even when it's not uh, The middle of a global pandemic. I have a very hard time getting to protests because again invisible disabilities um (laughs) that make it very difficult. Um, And, um, but, you know, so like trying to find the ways in which I fit into this movement um, of, you know, anti-racism and pushing against police brutality and white supremacy in the United States. um, Finding, finding the ways that I fit into that um, and doing that. Um, (laughs) But then, like on top of just like doing that work bringing justice into my school community and into my curriculum so i i had alluded to um that i'm going to be doing some work with like redesigning all of my units over the summer and um, basically what i'm going to be doing is looking at the themes and skills in all of my units and making sure that they like all make sense but then also finding supplemental some supplementary materials that i can bring into the unit to um encourage conversations about social justice like i mean we reread um a raisin in the sun which is kind of the most obvious place to bring that in and i've already started planning that um but then we also read red scarf girl which is about um the cultural revolution in china and so there's a lot that we can talk about authoritarianism and propaganda and um, there's a lot of ways to help the kids contextualize that and make it relevant today, um, and doing that very consciously um, in my planning. And there's a couple of like the poetry unit has a um, couple of poems that like thematically you can work social justice and read um, the New Colossus by Emma Lazarus, which I think is the most obvious where you can talk about immigration. Um, and so yeah, so there's a there's a co- and there's um. There's a brain science unit, which tells the story of Phineas Gage, where we could talk about disability um, and ethics and science. Um, But yeah, so there's a lot in terms of like that that I want to be bringing into my classroom to help my students who are in the seventh grade. um, You know, continue to like develop those understandings and be able to kind of like grow into socially conscious humans and empower them to do something about those things that they are unhappy with um or to do something about injustices that they see so that's kind of where I'm going with that um and then growth for me is about kind of growing as a teacher growing as a person um in a bunch of different ways learning to forgive myself learning to stop competing with myself um those are kind of the two big ones um especially competing with myself. Um, and then wellness connects into that because two things that I've been trying to do more are move my body more in ways that feel good. Um, and for me, that means yoga and dancing, um, dancing right now, less so. Um, but that, that's a whole other thing. Um, but like, you know, yoga and also taking care of my mental health. Um, you know, I, I, I go to therapy once a week, um, and all of that, but kind of trying to more consciously think about treating my body and my mind with love um so not like hashtag wellness like it's like some like you know (laughs) stupid bullshit but just kind of like I guess it's more self-love than anything but um you know making sure that I am nourished properly and that I'm you know exercising in ways that feel good and not pushing myself too hard um things like that so I hope That makes sense, Eddie. If it does not, let me know and I will re-record it. (laughs) But yeah. (laughs) Um, That's kind of where I'm at in terms of what I want to bring into the next six months.
0: Awesome.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't know. I'm very deeply insecure about it. I don't know why. I'm weird.
0: Also, that's great. That was good.
1: (laughs) I'm very deeply insecure about most things, though, so...
0: You're about. Those hmm. are great intentions. You're great.
1: All right. So that's about it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. You can find Choose A Coven on Twitter and Instagram at Two's a Coven Pod. And you can email us at Two's a coven pod at gmail.com.
0: If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. And please share this podcast with other humans and animals and plants and trees.
1: I'm Alyssa, and you can find me on Instagram at C Witch in the City. That's S E A, Witch in the City. Although I will say, though, you can find me there. I'm not particularly active at the moment because I'm trying to use social media less because of the whole mental health wellness thing and <laughs> trying to not spend all of my time mindlessly scrolling. <laughs>
0: um, I'm Andrew, and you can find me on Twitter at LAndrewH98 though okay side note i was thinking about changing my twitter handle and then i was like no i can't change it because that's what i say on the podcast um you can so that it. i great. might change it and if i do i'll let you know so i can re-record this cool um
1: tears of coven is edited by edward ryan
0: our cover art is by karen amador who you can find on instagram at elidor, and our theme music is by peter lalush who you can find as AKLF on Bandcamp.
1: Until next time,
0: say hi to your favorite tree.
1: And say hi to your favorite beach.
0: Bye. Bye.